many men are stuck in a cycle of behaviors that look like this. I work hard. I do good. I feel good about what I have accomplished. And then I mess up. I fall. I stumble. I'm ashamed. And eventually I'll pull myself back up. I'll get back at it only to fall, sin, or stumble again, starting this pattern all over. The root of this vicious cycle can be traced back to the fruit of the tree that Adam ate when he disobeyed God. In today's show, I'm going to show you how you get stuck in cycles and behavior patterns that limit you, capture you, and ultimately derail you from who you are created and called to be and what you are created and called to do. Let's get into it. You are listening to Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the kingdom man. If you've ever wondered, how can I be the man God created me to be? Or maybe you asked yourself, what purpose does God have for my life? If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. My goal is simple, to help you access the unfair advantage all Christian men have and give you actionable strategies to reach your full potential. My name is Josh Kachadorian. I am a best-selling author, husband, father, disciple, and son of Jesus Christ. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, upgrade into your identity as a kingdom man, and take the territory that God has for you, then it's time to raise the standard. Hey guys, welcome back to Raising the Standard, Leadership Mindset and Development for the Kingdom Man. In today's show, I will be building upon a foundation that I laid in episode 20. If you did not listen to the last episode, The Mutation of Man, I will encourage you to do so, especially if you want to know more about the topic that we are talking about today. It lays a really good foundation to what man's makeup is how we were designed to be in alignment, and what happened when we fell as a result of sin. So here's a really quick recap from the last episode. Man is comprised of three parts, spirit, soul, and body, and that is the proper order. The Apostle Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, he wants the disciples, he wants the believers and the church to prosper, spirit, soul, and body. That is the order, that is the alignment we were created in, and that is the prayer of the Apostle Paul. When man fell in the garden, the order is thrown into chaos. Man mutates and becomes an entirely different species. Yes, we have changed from our original state and the original intent that God created man for. The kingdom man is created to rule and reign in dominion with the creator. And now we have mutated. We're completely and wholly a different species than what we were created to be. And I am talking about the man who does not know God. I'm taking you back to this snapshot of what occurred in the Bible when Adam sinned. And I'm specifically isolating and talking about men as our nature and men that do not know Jesus Christ as their savior. But this will give us great insight into what our makeup is, to what happened to us, and how it is corrected. All right, so let's continue with this theme of the mutation of man and what actually occurred. And we know that man fell into sin. And what I want to talk about is the implications and the ramifications and the consequences that now result 
in human beings as a result of one man's sin. The Bible says that through one man, sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, it entered our human nature. And it now governs and it impacts. The soul has enlarged and is governing in a place it was never designed to govern. It was supposed to be the human spirit overseeing an ascendancy governing the soul of man and the body of man. And now the soul has enlarged. Your mind, your will, and your emotions are governing your body are governing over who you are as a human being. And this carries implications that we are going to get into right now. So let's establish the foundation to the gospel message is that man is a sinner. No one debates this. We are born into sin. We are born sinners and we are in need of a savior. This is the heart of the message of the good news known as the gospel is that man has been separated from God is in a sinful condition and that through the blood of the cross of Jesus Christ, we can be rightfully restored, forgiven, and made new. And this is not going to be new for most of the listeners. You've all heard that man has sinned and we all have fallen short of God's standard. Sin is missing the mark and it separates us from God. And, you know, if we look in church history, if we look at the messages that are being preached right now, there's a lot of focus. There's a lot of focus and there's been a lot of focus on the depravity of man and the sinful condition that man now finds himself in. And we know that because of this condition, because there is sin in the world, this is the root of many of the tragedies that we see throughout the world at this present time. And this can all be traced back because we live in a fallen world where sin has now infiltrated the world, its systems, the culture, the environment, and we are seeing the consequences of the earth under sin. So if you grew up in church or you observed Christian teaching or evangelism, um, much of the focus has been on this sinful state of man, the depravity of the human fallen condition. And we know there's evil in the world. And this has been a hyper focus on the knowledge of the evil within the fruit of the tree. So let's just rename that tree again in the garden. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is what Adam was instructed not to eat from and he ate from it. And this hyper focus has now emerged within American preaching and evangelism where we now focus on the sinful state. And I'm not saying it's wrong. We are born sinners and sin separates us from God. But what we don't hear about is there's another portion of the fruit and there's another message here that I want to unfold to you today. So let's establish that there was a tree that launched the greatest tragedy in the history of human existence. This tree's name was the knowledge of good and evil. So right now, I want to focus on two components that are often overlooked and missing from many messages today. The two components that are often overlooked are knowledge and good. We know a lot about evil in the world, but we don't hear a lot about knowledge and good. And so now man has an experiential knowledge of evil and good. He has this experiential knowledge of good. And we could also say this is the number one trait of our human nature, our fallen nature, also known in scripture as the natural man. This will manifest through man's drive to attempt to do good. Man will now have this hunger within himself to want to be good, to want to do good. However, 
he ends up doing evil. So the inward drive to do good and to do evil comes from the same tree. It's the same source that is driving men to do good and driving men to do evil at the same time. And what we will see is that man still wants to please God. There's many people that don't know God, but they want to please God. And they think they can do so by doing good works. What happens within man is that our value system is now distorted. Guys, it's totally thrown off. And we start mistaking good for life. Remember, the tree that Adam did not eat from was the tree of life. So now there's this vacuum, there's this hunger for life, but we don't have it within us. We only ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So man will do good in replacement of life. He's actually mistaking good for life. This is a massive error that will put man in this cycle of self-conflict. He will be conflicted within himself because he has a desire to do good. However, he ends up doing evil. There's now two forces that man has at work within him. So remember, his spirit is deadened. If you do not know the Lord, your spirit died at the fall, were born with that shrunken, that mutated, or that deadened spirit. And so he's mutated and enlarged in his soul life. That soul life is our mind, our will, and our emotions. All of those things comprise the soul, and this is the human life. This is the life of humanity, the life of the soul, the soul life. And there's this second element that's at work with man. It's the result, it's the fruit, or the result of the fruit of eating that knowledge of good and evil, and it will lead to sin. So we have this human life within us, and we have the result of the tree that will always lead us to sin. And this puts man in a pursuit of good, a pursuit of good and a desire to abandon evil, and he can never be fulfilled doing either. Wants to do good, ends up doing evil, and no matter how hard he tries to do good and eventually does some good things and then falls and does evil, he's never fulfilled with either. Doing good or doing evil does not bring fulfillment to man. So let's break down the cycle. Let's look at the cycle and the pattern that men get stuck in. And they get stuck into it to this day. This is the cycle. This is the result. We could say this is the fruit of eating that forbidden fruit on that day in the garden. So this is what happens, guys. You have a desire to do good, but you end up sinning because that part of your nature is working in your body. That sinful part of your nature is working within you. And then sinning will cause you to feel terrible. You have this desire to do good. You slip up, you mess up, you stumble, you sin. And then you feel horrible. You feel terrible. Enter the feelings of guilt and shame. And this also will cause men to be disgusted with themselves. Our evil conduct, our deeds, and we end up falling into despair. We run, we duck we hide and we just get low and we want to hide from everything because of the way we feel, the feelings and the emotions associated with sinning. After some time, men will eventually stand up. They will gather themselves. They'll stand up and they'll vow, I will never do that again. And I will never commit that evil that I succumb to. Now, we also have a conscience. So man now has a conscience and sometimes this plays out as well, where now there's a need to pacify these feelings of guilt, this conscience that is bothering us. So he may go out and do a good deed. Men may do good deeds. And I think we see this even to this day, they're compensating 
for evil. They're compensating for shortcomings and they want to do good deeds because it pacifies something within them and it convinces them and tells them, I am a good person. And then what happens next is that man will eventually fall, stumble, and sin again. And the cycle will repeat. The secret men do not realize is that this inward drive to do good and be good along with this propensity for sin. When I say sin, I'm talking about fulfilling the natural cravings of the flesh. They both come from the same tree. The knowledge of good and evil come from the same source. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, I'm going to ask you if you would follow the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. I'm really interested in what you have to say, what you think of the conversation happening here. And also drop me a note and let me know what you would like to hear discussed. You can do that right in the comments. So earlier I said it was a tree that launched the greatest tragedy in human existence. Here's the good news. It was also a tree that Jesus Christ, the son of God and the son of man, who became flesh, dies and resurrects as the firstborn of a new species. It was on a tree that he died. So just as sin entered through this tree and the fruit of this tree, we see Jesus Christ die on a tree. And as he dies and is resurrected, he's giving birth to a new species. Yes, he corrects the fallen human condition. When you become a disciple of Jesus Christ, when you become a believer, when you repent and you follow him and you pledge your life to walk with him, he makes you a new man, a new creation, and that mutation is now fixed. He is the solution by causing us to become a new species. So when you become saved, when you become a Christian, and you pledge your life to expanding and following Jesus and the kingdom of God, this new birth, this process of what Jesus says in John 3 is being born again, is a process. It is a door. When you become saved, we could say salvation is the door. And now you enter into a journey of maturity. You enter into a journey of maturity that all men must follow. This is the pattern in natural life. And this is also the pattern in spiritual life. Actually, the natural life is a pale comparison of spiritual truths. So if you have children, you watch them grow and they progress through various stages in life. And there's a growth process that occurs when they're given proper nutrition and rest. And the same thing happens for us spiritually as men. We grow, we mature, we strengthen with the right nutrition, with the right rest, with the right protocols and spiritual nutrition, we will grow into strong spiritual kingdom men. And this growth is actually a pattern. It's a pattern of allowing our spirit man to enlarge and ascend over our old man, our soul life, what the Bible calls our old man or our natural cravings and appetites, also known as the flesh. And as you feed your spirit, it will grow. As you feed your spirit, you mature and you gain strength. And that spirit comes back into right alignment. Your human spirit in union with the Holy Spirit comes into proper order and alignment. Spirit, soul, and body. That is the way we were designed as men with our spirit governing our mind, will, and emotions, and of course, over the appetites and cravings of our flesh. So I want to be clear about this again. We do not do good works to get saved. 
We cannot save ourselves by doing good works. Remember, man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good. And now there is this drive within man to do good, thinking he can save himself. So we don't work for salvation, but the spirit leads us to do good works. We're still called to do good works, but those good works don't save us. Only the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross saves us. So the blood of Jesus that was spilled on the cross is for our salvation. The cross that Jesus calls all disciples to pick up when he says, pick up your cross and follow me, that cross is for our flesh. That is the process of putting down the natural cravings, of pushing down the self-life, that soul life that always wants to come back into ascendancy, but through the power of the Spirit, through being born again, through having Jesus Christ in our life, infused with the energy, the anointing, and the power of the Holy Spirit residing in us, we no longer have to fight on our own. We have the Holy Spirit within us as kingdom men that gives us the power to overcome the evil one and take dominion over ourselves. And this show is dedicated for the kingdom man, the kingdom-driven man who wants to take dominion in life. And if you want to take dominion in life, if you want to occupy, if you want to expand, if you want to move and you want to grow, you must take dominion over yourself first. Guys, until the next episode, let's raise the standard. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get the map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.